Hi everyone, it's Scott here from Sport and Life Training Salt. Uh, recently, I had the pleasure of presenting a, a mental health and wellbeing session to the Lexton Football and Netball Club as part of Salt's partnership with Netball Victoria and WorkSafe. The Lexton Tigers were the inaugural winners of the WorkSafe Country Club Challenge and awarded a game day experience in round one this year. Uh, the challenge was launched in 2020 to encourage Victorian clubs to stay connected during the COVID pandemic. Uh, WorkSafe, together with AFL Victoria, hosted the first country club game when the Lexton Tigers took on the Talbot Hawks at the Lexton Reserve in round one this year of the Maryborough and Castlemaine District Football League. Um, Today, I'm joined by Melinda Miller, who is the senior netball coach at Lexton. Hello, Mel. Hi, Scott. How are you going today? I'm going well, Mel. And, and Mel, we were just having a bit of a chat there that we've both got kids doing nap plan today. Oh, yeah, How we exciting. <laughs> it's great. At least it was a reason for them to go today. <laughs> yeah, good, good one, Mel. Hopefully, they'll come back in the, in the same uh, headspace as we left them this morning, Mel. I'm sure they will. Here's hoping. <laughs> Hey, Mel, um, I, I saw some of the images of the round one game um, and, and the crowds just looked amazing um, out there at Lexton. Um, can, can you describe what it was like for the club uh, to be back after the year we had last year? Um, to probably describe it in one word would have to be exciting, absolutely yeah. exciting. I mean, I think the whole week leading up, um, because we had... Um, you know, AFL and Vixen players out at training on the Thursday night. Um, so we had uh, all the juniors and their parents, the whole club stayed around to watch the trainings. Um, we had the players speak um, to the, to the, um, to the grouping and um, it was just the hype and the excitement and the adrenaline, I think, and it just flowed into game day for us. And I think being the type of club that we are anyway, it just enhanced um, the whole return and it was just the most amazing day. It was, it was awesome. Yeah, that's so good, Mel. And, and we yeah. really feel for, you know, especially, you know, country footy being back and, and just that social outlet that we missed so much was was just so important and so wonderful to see. Um, Mel, your netball playing career, and I know we've spoken about this, has, has yeah. been quite a journey. Um, yeah. <laughs> can you tell us a bit about where it's taken you? Well, right around Australia, really. Um, I, I basically started at the age of five and I made my first um, Victorian underage state team at 14 um, in the under 15 Victorian team, which continued on to under 16 and under 17. Um, and I think I was at the age at under 17 when um, one simple coach told me I would never make a state team because I didn't throw the ball properly. I span it. <laughs> Did a bit of a spin. So I was went home pretty devastated and I... Uh, I just left netball and I took off and I went over to Western Australia by myself. Um, but once again, the love of the game, I was pretty good at it too, um, was how I made my friends. And that's where I got into the community and I took off again there. I started playing state league and I ended up being the first country player um, chosen in the WA Open side, which then was connected with the Western Australian Institute of Sport and which started the um, SO Super League, which is now the Suncorp um, competition on tally. So yeah. back in those days, I was like playing for West Coast Fever, but it was 
of course, it was just the beginning of that competition. So, um, yeah, so I spent three years um, in that environment and I, I lived two hours out of Perth, so I used to travel by myself to train. I had wow. no support, you know, family over there, so um, everything I did by myself. Um, and once I sort of made it to the top, um, I didn't really like it. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was quite a lonely place actually and yes. um and on top of that I guess it was a little bit political and so I yes. just left and I went over to America I returned to my um my home which was in Victoria um once again I started playing state league again um and then once I married and had a, my first two children I moved to the country so that's where I I am now in Ballarat and I've been here for hmm, 20 years. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> hey, Mel, can I ask, do you still throw the ball that way, the same way as the coach uh, told I, you not I, to back in the day? <laughs> I think she made it up, to be quite honest. <laughs> I, I, I just don't have a very good memory. I've got a, you know, a pistol, you know, spot on pass. It's probably harder than it was yes. then, back then, but, um, you know, it was just one of those things you never forget as a child when you're told yeah. you're not good enough. And no, um, absolutely, Mel. And I, I don't think I've ever let anything tell me that I'm not good enough. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. That's great, Mel. Hey, Mel, you know how the club has been acknowledged uh, in its efforts to, to keep connected during COVID. Um, tell us about how you went about this. And, and I suppose what you noticed as a coach, as your players were going through this as well. Oh, look, absolutely. I think not just as as um, a, a sporting club, but in, you know, across the board in, you know, the community and, and the world, you know, when no one from our generation has ever faced anything like this. And um, I guess I've been coaching for a long period now. And at first I enjoyed, because I've been coaching that level for um, probably 14 years and, I, had, I enjoyed the little break for a little while, but, you know, I'd already accepted the position as coach and to me it didn't make any difference, you know, whether there was a senior season going ahead or not as a, as a leader and a, a club person. And as you can see with the, the leaders we have in our club, you know, we made it um, so that the season never stopped, um, but yeah. everything just changed to online and um you know that sort of connection and um and I did that as a coach as well so I you know started sending um online training programs to the girls um I let them have their break first (laughs) and then and then um you know I started to as soon as I got the um the okay that we could meet with 10 people outdoors that wasn't even um, netball um, regulations so the netball still hadn't put any regulations in place but so I called it something else <laughs> so it wasn't netball related and I yeah I uh, took 10 outside you know and I took it over three hours so I I did one session had another 10 come and another 10 with had about a squad of 30 to 40 players so I was able to let them book in in a session and I think I started that well and truly earlier than ever, uh, just to really get the girls to see each other, really. Um, yes. and, and it was more about that than an, and a little bit of fitness than anything else. Um, yeah, so, yeah. 
that yeah, great mullet. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I remember that that approach when you said, you know, you spoke about the approach you'd taken um, yeah. when the club was allowed to come back to train. And, and I remember a great statement you said. Uh, you said, don't judge each other, <laughs> trust me and I'll deal with it. Can, yeah. can you explain this? Yeah, I think a, um, a massive part of my... I enjoy uh, coaching is the communication. I think it's just the most important part. And I've already spoken well. I've always taken camps and, and that sort of stuff. And it was a big thing for me to get across to the players that um, I'm approachable and I'm a friend and they need to let me know so I can understand where they're at, even though I could pick that about, you know, in most of the players from their response Um and I needed the grouping to know that um, please don't judge each other for who's attending or who's not or where they are. Um, yeah. Trust that I know that yeah. and that I will deal with that and, and coach that in the appropriate way. You just turn up and be their mate, basically, yeah. um, which is just so important, um, you know, because coaching at, you know, that, in that environment, as I coach a whole squad, there's always, oh, she's doing this or she's not doing that. You know, you have that yeah. sort of outlook where you can do that. I think this year is totally different because um, it's everyone's dealing with it in their own way. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, Mel. And, Mel, I know mm. you spoke when we spoke before. You, you said that some players had, had gone through, you know, significant you know, family crisis during COVID and, and and COVID, you know, while it was difficult, it also allowed the players to hide as well, which yeah. I thought was re really interesting. And, and I, I loved how you spoke about just bringing them back in, but providing that balance in their life that, that you needed to respect what had gone on, but also to provide a routine for them. Oh, exactly. You know, I, I know that it um, some times it was a little bit intimidating for some of the players um, but I needed them to understand that regardless of what was going on um, I still need to put out there the structure um, and to challenge and extend those players that wanted to follow that and it was up to them to not be intimidated by that um, to just step in where they could um, and that was okay you know that was absolutely okay and when they allowed you know when they responded to whatever I put out there I also made my my response no worries that's fine see you next yeah. week rest up whatever it was yes. um to make them feel comfortable um you know in themselves to to handle it and come back in their own way yeah, absolutely. That's that's yeah. fantastic, Mel. Hey, Mel, yeah. you know when we did our mental health uh, session at the club, and and during mm -hmm. the session we looked at something that was called a, a mental health spectrum, and at different times in our life, you know, we might be flourishing or we might have mental mm -hmm. uh, wellness, yeah. or potentially we're we're languishing, which could. Um, slip into a, a mental health disorder. Now, I, I remember, and, and I love this, um, when you said you put your hand up as flourishing in your life right now. <laughs> yeah. um, and I thought that was just wonderful. Um, and yeah. can you tell us why? Why did you place yourself there? Well, it's been a long time coming, but it's worth every every bit of the, <laughs> and bit of, every bit of the journey. Um, oh, look, you know, I think you know, reflecting on that question is massive for me because I think yeah. right from a, the age of 17, I left home by myself um, and I've always faced things myself. My life was never about 
getting married and having a house. It was never materialistic. It was all yeah. about, I always wanted to know why people did the things they did. And life for me was like trying to work everything out. And I guess, um, you know, 20 years of major challenges that no, most people never face in their lifetime taught yeah. me um, to, to bring that wisdom and that insight into coaching and I think it um in sport in general I think they both reflect each other in life and um you know through my hardest moments my darkest years as everyone says um netball was still there for me um and and the community that it came with um so you know I know how important that um is for people in general when they're fighting something um that no one else knows about yeah, that's Ooh. fantastic, Mel. And, mm. and Mel, I've also got to say, you know, during the session, you know, I, I thought the girls uh, were extremely courageous in, in discussing um, issues around their own experiences with mental mm-hmm. health. And, um, you know, and I suppose without going into to details, um, as a coach, did it provide insights for you? Absolutely. There was a few girls that spoke up there. I had no idea they were struggling with what they were. It's actually the ones that I did know about, um, you know, were the ones that never spoke. So, you know, I walked away from that thinking, wow, you know, and I actually took that conversation to uh, another person that's, you know, pretty well in charge of the club just to let them know this is, you know, so we can get around those people and make sure we're still there because, you know, it just goes to show um, how how that sort of thing can be really um, not spoken about you know it's yes. just it, and it, and for me it's very satisfying to know that they could um, yes. you know to, to to be in that safe place where they can um, you know speak about it and then that's a relief for them yes. because you know the support that comes from that you know but, absolutely yeah. and just yeah. seeing the girls get around each other Mel yeah. it was it was yeah. quite heartwarming yeah, yeah, it was. And they and it went further than that. So uh, um, after that, we have group inboxes with each team and there was players yes. putting messages in there to the girls and saying, I just wanted to give you a hug. And, you yes. know, and we, we went into the next game, you know, building on, you know, that openness once again. So it just, it actually you know, makes everyone closer and stronger, to, to be quite honest. Yeah, fantastic, mm. Mel. And, and Mel, I, I think you've kind of summed up that too. And I, I know yeah. when we spoke and, and we spoke about the, the different opportunities you've had yeah. a, a, around Ballarat to, to, you know, to be offered uh, coaching positions yeah. in higher yeah. competitions and yeah. what, what makes the, the Lexton Footy and Netball Club such a special environment that you've chosen to stay? Yeah. Uh. I'd, I'd have to say um, when I came to the club, it already had a very good culture. It's extremely hard to find a club where every person who has a job or a position, whether it's the canteen ladies, the umpires, the president and his wife, the coaches, everyone across the trainers, they all do their job and they all do it really well and they've all got their heart in the club. Yeah. Um, no one sort of crosses over over anyone. It's just an amazing group of people um, that I've ever come across in any club that I've coached at. Um, and the players, the same, um, their hearts in the club. And um, from growing up playing in netball clubs 
not football, not the country um, sort of um, way, like yeah. it, you'd go and play your game of netball and you'd go home. Yeah. And you kept going up the levels. You'd still, it's just a, a club. You'd go and play your netball, you'd go home. You'd go to training, yeah. you'd go home. It was, I never experienced country football netball clubs until I moved um, to the country when I had my two children and started playing at Creswick. Yeah. And it's that environment that I absolutely love. It, the, the passion, yeah. the, the place to belong. Um, yeah. It's just, it's amazing. <laughs> and so I guess I've always coached not, not to just be a coach, just to coach netball and win premierships. It's not, that's not what it's all about for me. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a mentor. I'm, I play a, an enormous part in a lot of people's lives um, and I take that like very seriously and very humbly um, yeah, yeah really <laughs> yeah, they're, they're very lucky Mel I, I think that's that's really poignant um, yeah. at, at Salt we're, we're developing a new program Mel uh, called yeah. Clubs with Heart and we might have to yeah. come directly to you for a bit of advice <laughs> to uh, to actually yeah. write what it's about but yeah. but I, I think what you've said there too you know when you think back to the environments and we think yeah. about you know our journey through sport you know, quite often we reflect on the premierships and, and, and they're wonderful and, and, yeah. and, you know, they're nice to reflect on. But, but absolutely, you know, what you've said there, it is all about the relationships that we form through that period that, that really connects us to a club. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, like talking about premierships, I've never won one. I've, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, I've, I've, I've always coached teams down towards the bottom of the ladder um, yeah. and I've always love to work with what I've got um, and enhance what I've got. And many players around Ballarat, Ballarat that I've coached over the years um, have great respect for me. Um, when I see them, I, I, because of what I've taught them in those little years, and then we go on and we do other, other things in our lives. Yeah, and yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess, you know, it's, it's, a little bit, you know, different like that. So that's, um, absolutely, that's so lovely, yeah. Mel. That, that's yeah. wonderful. And, and yeah, Mel, yeah. I, I think one thing that you, you did mention there, you do have a habit of of writing a, a personal <laughs> oh, yeah. letter to the players. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can you tell yeah. us a bit about that? Well, I I've always done that way back when I first started coaching. Um, I don't know. It was just a personal thing that I did that they could not only hear but they could keep and. I always did it right from coaching juniors and in seniors, especially just before the season starts, they know they'll all get a message from me and it just shows them. It's just an acknowledgement of what, you know, what they've done, what I've seen they've done, maybe a little bit what they can work on going into the season, but it always ends up with a positive note. And, um, you know, it's, it's very, I, I think it's um, part of, you know, coaching yeah. as well is to give that personal feedback. Cause I do have a personal relationship with each player. That's yeah. it's different with each and every one. And, and you have to learn as a, over the years, how to um, treat each each you know, person differently for who yeah. they are. So um, that's been a big part of my coaching is, is that sort of stuff. And I think the girls will always remember that. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. that's so yeah. true, Mel. And, yeah. and you know, like yeah. we, we quite often cut. say, you know, yeah. no one cares how much you know until they know how yeah. much you care. And, and I think right. you've, you've yeah. summed that up as a coach yeah. so well. Yeah. It's got to come yeah. from a place of care. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's wherever I've been or whoever I've been with, 
that is, you know, my dedication is to that. And if it changes and I move on, well, then it's to the next thing. But I'm 100% loyal to where I am and what I'm doing. And I guess the, the country club environment as well is just as much for my family as it is for me. Yeah. I have four children that play there as well. And I, I want them to learn that humble way of sport, not just, um, not just to get up further and be the best and, yeah. and, and that sort of, you know, travel um, if yeah. they want to do that, that's fine, but they need to come from a from a solid grounding. So good, Mel, and, and so yeah. good, Mel. Like that, and we, you know, we quite often speak about that's the the big picture parenting of of yep. you know joining in our kids' um, journey through sport. Yeah. It's it's you know yeah. what what how does the sport help them develop to become the best person they can be? And, yeah. and I, I think you've summarised that up really well, uh, Mel. Just finally, too, you know. Um, Thinking about the year we had last year and, and wrapping up, Mel, what, what would success mean to you this year? Wow, I love that question. <laughs> I, we, we finished um, the year before COVID with the three teams I coach, um, C-grade on top of the ladder, undefeated, and we lost the grand final. Yeah, and, yeah. and my captain did her ACL few weeks before and she's spent the whole year getting back so I've got her back on board which is just an amazing right. type of courage to get back there I, I had B grade end up second on the ladder and we went out in the prelim and A grade we we were six and I had a lot of um, juniors in that team de- for development yeah. and um, so I've got a definitely got a premiership or two to win there <laughs> <laughs> and so you know I always uh, play to win, train, you know, train to win, play yeah. to win and coach to win, but not at all costs. Um, so, you know, this year, a little bit success to me, it's not all about what's on the board at the end of the day. It's yeah. um, what I see has developed in my players and where we're at. And I feel if I've done everything I can, um, I can still walk away and that's still successful for me. Yeah. <laughs> so, but as I say to my players, oh, man, I've put so much hard work over the years. I would really love to win one and I think we'll go AWOL for a week. <laughs> good, good on you, Mel. I, yeah. I think no one deserves a premiership more than you, Mel. And, yeah. and Mel, hopefully we'll have that same reflection when our kids come home from school today after going right. through nap plan today. That's right. I'll, I'll remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you, Mel. Hey, Mel, it's, it's been absolutely lovely to speak sure. to you today. Yeah, and, and like yeah. I said, c- congratulations for, for, you know, your journey through coaching and, and the amount of support and influence you're having on all the players that you come across. I, I yeah. think it's a, it's a real credit and a great example as to why, um, you know, it's that big picture coaching about how we, uh, we just develop our young people through sport yeah, to become absolutely. the best people they can be and be connected. Yeah. Absolutely. It's the perfect way. <laughs> yeah. Good thanks. on you, Mel. Have, have a lovely day. You too. See you later. See you, Mel. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.